to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat and I am your host. I'm French, deal with it. I've been a professional juggler for a while now and in this episode I want to talk about recoil, recoiling. I know, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. And it might take you a few seconds to get into my train of thoughts, but bear with me. I have a feeling this is going to be an interesting episode. I I had a personal uh, argument yes last night with uh, some of my family, and it triggered a deep. Um, feeling of unrest and, and and discomfort, and I've been looking at it and questioning the origins of that, and also trying to understand my own like behavior and and how my reaction to all that is unfolding. And I realized that eventually I got to the point where I want to turn off the outside world and turn my attention inward and focus on myself. And I realized that This has been my mechanism as a performer and as an artist to create. And that the the mechanism that I've been tapping into, that has been pushing me to create, most all the time has come from struggle and a deep feeling of being misunderstood or simply not understood. And this feeling of being alone and and alone in the world, alone in the universe, and feeling that not even the people the closest to me can actually see me or understand who I am. And I, I feel this is something that all artists feel, this sense of being different, and because of that, rarely understood. And I feel that artists might not be as different as other people with with problems of drug addictions or alcoholism or other form or the bad forms of um, behavior and addictions is just that in my case I chose to be in, become obsessed with juggling technically I think it's better than being obsessed with 
drugs, for example, or alcohol or whatever other form that destroys your body and your mind in a way I feel juggling empowered me and made me faster and have more dexterity and more clarity in my mind <clears throat> regarding the, um, the patterns and the architecture the geometry in the world and all those crazy skills and tools you need to develop to be a, a, a good juggler or an advanced juggler, I should say. But what what's interesting is that at the origin, it's this recoil mechanism. And so I call it recoil because I really felt like that, like... I'm trying to be part of the world and I'm, you know, trying to engage with the world, with friends, with family, with the society. And then I realize eventually at one point it just hits me back that, and it's probably because someone says something or behave in a way that clearly states they don't get me, they don't. They don't understand where I come from, like not not in the sense where my my you know like geographical origins, but in the sense like when I'm talking about myself or or my beliefs, they don't understand the origin of my arguments or the origin of my train of thought. Therefore, they don't understand me. They can't see me. And so there's there's this acceptance thing where like I don't feel accepted in society and I feel they, they, when I say they, I, I'm talking about like just everybody or nobody, like just <laughs> the, the entire world basically is not fitted to understand what I'm trying to articulate. And in a way, the recoil mechanism happened because instead of trying to keep trying to engage with the world, I kind of give up and I, and, I, and I recoil in myself and I shut down my communication with the world and I open up hours and hours of just alone time which is exactly what you need to be a an, an accomplished juggler you need to spend countless hours juggling alone um you know like looking up to the sky to your objects and being completely alone with yourself and your objects in a way, you're not alone, you're, you're playing with objects, but like those are unfortunately things. They're not people, they're not alive, they're not even pets or animals that you can have a relationship with. I mean, you can't have a relationship with your objects, but they're not really responding back. That's interesting because they, they are responding, but it's actually gravity and physics 
speaking through them. It's not really them. The object is just following the laws of physics and me. Like they're an extension of my movement, my body, my my expression. So they're a tool. They're not a they're not a person, a people or, or, or an animal. They're they're not a being. They're inanimated object until I animate them. But it can look like they're part of me and they're part of the juggler because that's the goal of juggling. Well, okay, that's digression. The idea is that a juggler is alone. And, and, and you fundamentally need to be alone and to be okay with being alone. You need to be okay being lonely to become a good juggler. I, I keep saying good, but I don't feel it's the right term because good has value of like an appreciation. I think it's more about being able, being an advanced juggler in the sense that your, your, your mastery of the technique allows you to do really complicated things. From that point, if, if the public or whoever, because it's, that's the thing is like good means someone else is watching and judging and I'm not really talking about that right now. I'm more because it doesn't matter. I, I I know some jugglers are not showcasing their work or their practice to anyone. They're just juggling by themselves in a barn somewhere or in a gymnasium. And they 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 the goal is not to bring their juggling on stage or not to bring their juggling. To the eyes of the world and and they're just juggling for themselves so there's no outside judgment of like they're good or they're bad it's only some sort of like technical level so i'm i'm purely talking about that right now so a level of mastery to achieve that level of mastery you do need to be alone lonely by yourself for most of your life actually because to to get to that level i'm talking a minimum of six hours a day of practice and during those six hours mainly we are alone lost in our own thoughts and our own spatial geometry figuring out the juggling dealing with our own frustrations and and desires and hopes and trying to achieve more to 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 become better than ourselves today than we were yesterday and it's this endless countless um pursuit endless pursuit and countless hours spent on that goal so I feel that the origin of all that for me is unhealthy because it's a sense of being rejected and being not understood. But at the same time, the result is healthy because it's more time spent on myself, understanding <clears throat> who I am, fi figuring out 
who I am accepting myself and dealing with uh, my own demons and, and finding a place where I can be true to myself and I can be myself. I find this fascinating and I wonder how to give this resource 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 to other people to help them find their own passion their own talent their own skills or their own hobby or whatever it is to to canalize canalize no it's probably french um to focus and 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 condense their frustration and their unrest into into a positive outcome into a positive um discipline but for for coming back to to that i realized that i really pursued this goal of drowning myself into juggling as as an escape to this feeling of not being understood and i feel that for and now i'm switching from an artistic perspective for an artist to be able to express yourself via your art is a way to tell the world who you are without necessarily using the common tools of communication so for example right now i'm speaking to you and i'm using a common tool language specifically the english language which is my second tongue that i i learned pretty early on but my parents never like talk to me in english so it's it's a tongue that i learned at school that i learned because i was hearing people in paris i was lucky enough to be in an environment where there was uh, people coming through my house from different countries so i heard english from early on but that was not imposed to me or that was not a requirement so i was pretty i was a pretty lazy fuck when i was a kid and i didn't really care about learning anything that i didn't see a direct benefit and i couldn't really see that with english um, and then I started traveling and working in the circus and in the circus mostly everybody speaks English to each other because that's the international language and it's the apparently the easiest and everybody knows a little bit of it but the problem is that I was mostly my whole life speaking English with people that was with, with people which English wasn't their first tongue their native tongue it was everybody i speak to mostly was 
were speaking English as a second tongue. So we were all speaking pretty bad English to each other, not really knowing what would be correct English. It's it's only really when I married uh, my wife, who's American, that I started like hearing and being challenged to speak a better English and improve my, I just naturally improved my accent and then um, also started like reading and listening and thinking in English. Um, But it's still my second tongue and and I still find myself, it depends, sometimes it's because there's a, it's a day that my brain is mushy or it's um, just a topic or a way to articulate things that my brain switch back to French because it seems more fluid and natural. But then I'm kind of like just trying to translate from my French language, which which doesn't really do it um, because, it, you know, like... English has its own structure and its own logic into the language. So you you can't just plainly transcribe words. It doesn't make sense. You have to rewrite it. Um, that's actually what I'm experiencing now that I can read uh, fluently both in French and in English like I did uh, read some translation of the same book, the same thing, and it's actually not at all what it says in one or the other language. It's, 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 It's a rewriting of a piece. It's actually very, it's actually pretty crazy. You can't actually transcribe and stay true to the piece in any other language it's you have to rewrite it to reinvent the piece and when it's well done it is it can be true to the original piece uh, piece of, of of work but it's pretty tough translation is 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 really tough job it's like a whole other topic right there but um going back to like expressing myself i feel that using juggling as as a tool to communicate remove that barrier of language and can just go through um any language any civilization any culture and that's why circus is so international and you can travel in any country you can't do that with a musical. You have to translate it. Or, you know, like, it's so impressive that you can get away with putting subtitles on the stage for people to understand the reading, but it's not the same thing. It was, you know, if, it, if there's uh, songs and people talking in the piece it, because it was made to be understood, it was, you know... Uh, if it wasn't made to be understood, they would just sing arias or, you know, like songs with no lyrics. We don't have that problem in circus. 
I mean, I'm saying it's a problem, like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a limitation when you're thinking about performing internationally. And we don't have that um, barrier with the circus. That's why you can tour all over the world when you're a circus performer. But to come back to my desire of expressing myself through juggling instead of words also comes from the fact that I mostly feel not understood when I speak even to the people closest to me I liked last night I really felt lonely because I couldn't be heard I couldn't be understood the way I I wish I could so the juggling is a great way, is a great tool for me to to say something, to just express myself. And honestly, most of the time I I'm I don't even have an intention of saying anything particularly, but just be alive. Be alive and breathe and and just move my body with my juggling balls in a way that pleases me and in a way that makes me feel good and share that with the audience and most of the time people understand something like they they hopefully they primarily feel something when they're seeing me but they're also under like telling themselves stories they're seeing a story they're understanding a story like their brain their mind creates a narrative out of my abstract piece and and I love that I actually love that I realized that at, at the beginning when I was performing I, when I started performing I, I wanted to say more specific things so I had um, more of a concept and and more of a a narrative and and when people would understand something different it would i would struggle with that and i would correct them telling them like wait 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 a second like no no no, that what you're understanding is not what i meant to express i meant to express this and i i realized pretty quickly actually that people tend to be really disappointed when they would hear that because in a way I was unvalidating them on their experience of what I did and the the next part took me a while to understand is that as soon as I perform and I do a public piece and people witness that because there's a gathering and they're they're either paid or not to see what I'm doing, what they're seeing is theirs and theirs alone. And the piece that I did is now in the public domain. It's it's not mine anymore. It, It becomes... It's owned by humanity and it's owned by the collective recollection of the people that witnessed my performance so 
it, the memory of what I did is is as much mine as each person that witnessed it. So it's not mine anymore. And I can't truly tell people if they're right or wrong in their interpretation of my piece. It's, it's not my job to, or not even job, it's like it's not my place to say that. In a way, I become, a sp- once the piece is done and I come out of stage and I meet someone that saw the piece, I'm kind of like a painter in a museum looking at its own painting next to a random stranger that is looking at the painting and actually both have the same, some sort of like intellectual ownership of the piece. Even the person who created the piece is not more right or wrong than the spectator, random spectator seeing the piece. So that's what I call the painter's perspective, like how as a performer you can dissociate yourself from your piece, even though you created it, you interpreted it, you just performed it, and it really seems like it's you in that piece, but it's actually not. You, The piece transcends you. I think that's a digression too, because... I just want to express the fact that juggling has probably saved me from being not understood and, and feeling so lonely and not having the capacity to feel part of the society or the community in a way that would make me feel good about myself. But at least I had juggling to recoil into and also juggling to express myself because I chose to be crazy enough to be a performer and to become an artist and to use it to express myself instead of expressing myself on paper or out loud. Even though I'm expressing myself out loud right now. But it's helping that nobody's right there in front of me i there's no one right now in front of me that can respond to me or that can tell me they don't agree with me or they don't understand what i'm saying hopefully you understand what i'm saying but i will never know i will never know and maybe that's why podcasting and recording podcasts like that is is interesting because I'm still lonely. I'm sharing with you right now, but at the same time, it's a lonely activity. I'm alone and I'm talking. I'm not even talking to anyone. I'm more thinking out loud. It's this this, uh, thread of thought that I have when I'm alone juggling or when I'm just by myself and I just decide to create like a witness of that thought 
I decide to put it down on a medium and instead of writing it down because writing is pretty challenging for me I just decide to speak speak it out speak it out loud just tell the story there's also this thought that I have about being a performer and an artist and not being satisfied or happy with the artist that I am and I think I'm not I don't really think I'm that good of an artist even if it pains me to say that I don't I don't think I'm good as uh, I'm good of an artist I, I I think there's way more powerful and better artists than me and I've always competed and wanted to be better but maybe I'm a better teacher than an artist that's for the next time I want to tell you a little bit more about Circus Talk today um, for those of you who may not know, Circus Talk is, is an inclusive, independent and international online network for the circus community. They provide an extensive uh, industry database, some jobs and listening listings and, and circus news. And uh, since the pandemic started, these guys has have been um, working on, on new features uh, to respond to, to circus performers and businesses struggling and facing the, the challenges that, that are happening with COVID-19. So their, their mission has always been to give a voice to the circus industry and to provide information and resources to everyone. So, so this mission is, is called into action now more than ever. And the new features are, they're created an event PayPal ticketing integration feature for performing and getting paid online. They're giving a COVID-19 uh, subscription to their pro account uh, discount. So it's uh, COVID-19 yearly and you get 16% off. They um, created Circus and Changing Realities 2020 panel discussion series that you can go and follow. And they're also working on a wake-up call for inclusion, special panel discussion series about diversity in the performing arts. Yeah, that's pretty much on top of what's happening right now. And they also have a COVID-19 resource page. So go check them out uh, at circustalk.com. And I also want to tell you about my school, uh, Gravity Juggling Arts. Go check it out. It's uh, gravityjugglingarts.com. First, uh, first class is free with a free first promo code. And then I'm doing a full membership special. So right now it's like back to school. And for September, October, November 2020, I'm 
letting you sign up for 50 bucks a month and get a you get you get access to a, one juggling class a week so it's like freaking amazing you get i don't know like 12 bucks for for a master class with me the amazing Cyril Rabat ooh ooh um yeah if you find this podcast valuable, you can support it by rating, reviewing, and sharing it with your friends. You can become a patron on patreon.com, and you can get uh, 10% off on playjuggling.com with the promo code GRAVITY10. The Dancing with Gravity podcast is researched, engineered, produced, edited, and performed by me. The theme music is composed and performed by Head on Television. Thanks for listening, and remember, failure is an essential part of juggling, but failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Yeah.